0: Okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Style Recognizes Style. If you've never been here before, my name is Tori and this is my fashion podcast. Here I discuss a topic every other week within the fashion industry. And before we get into today's episode, make sure to follow me on whatever streaming platform you're listening on. And on Instagram at Style Recognize Style, so you can stay updated and get reminders for when the podcast will be up. It's posted bi weekly on Fridays at 2 p.m. So I have Faye here. I have my bestie, Joe, one of the besties. We've known each other for six years, met four years ago, Twitter mutuals, four lifers. Yeah, yes. So- Hello,
1: everybody.
0: <laughs> So I brought Joe here for a very, very important reason. We are discussing quiet luxury and stealth wealth. And Joe currently, unfortunately, no offense to people in Florida, is living in Florida. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry to the Floridian community. Um, Not for you being there, but for insulting them or whatever. Um, But (laughs) anyway... Joe is someone that I very regularly call to have these kind of conversations with where we talk about something that's popular or going on right now and we basically hate on it but also like give our own two cents because we think that we have the right to. So I thought I might as well bring that here to the podcast. So we're going to be talking about quiet luxury, stealth wealth, how this is somehow being popularized, which is also ironic because I don't think quiet luxury is accessible or, you know, can become popularized. It's kind of like the oxymoron of it. But so, Joe, what exactly is quiet luxury slash stealth wealth?
1: So I believe, you know, quiet luxury, stealth wealth, Isn't it isn't you know a celebrity wearing a Max Mara trench or (laughs) a you know a Brioni suit or something as such? It's more glad you
0: said that because because someone I was reading an article today before researching this and then I swear I'll let you finish. I'm so sorry, Busty. You're good. You're Um, good. I was reading an article and they were like examples of quiet luxury are and it said a few brands that I agreed with and then it was like and Max Mara
1: and I was like girl what no exactly it's like
0: people are confused
1: come on like give me a break so continue sorry (laughs) no you're good I mean the Max Mara trench is pretty timeless but anything else I'm not really sure I agree on but that coat is pretty great (laughs) but anything else I can't really co-sign but as I was saying I really feel like quiet and coded luxury is, you know, let's say you're in Greenwich or Stamford or New Canaan, like a town like that affluent, but not, not anything too big. It's a woman you see on the street wearing a shirt that you can tell is a good fabric pants that you can tell are tailored perfectly to her height, good leather shoes, same with the bag, so on and so forth. You don't know what they are, but you know, she's got it together. Her hair's done perfectly well you can tell it's freshly cut and freshly blown the nails yes. are trimmed perfectly oh my god
0: i hygiene was gonna say something heart. about that about the hygiene and the nails and stuff okay continue
1: yes <laughs> but things like that you don't know exactly what they're wearing or what they what they've got but you know they've got it but the thing is is that you don't know who they are the only people who know what who they are or what they've got are people in their circles. The average person on the street wouldn't know exactly what's in their wallet, and that's like the entire point of this quiet luxury esque thing. It was never <laughs> yeah. it's it was never something that was supposed to be widespread. It was always meant to be kind of this elusive club, like a like the Freemasons for example, it was never supposed to be something that was such widespread knowledge. And once it became that, it almost became unattractive to those people.
0: Why was Freemason the first thing that came to your mind? I don't
1: even know of any other exclusive <laughs> clubs. I'm not part of any. I'm not part of any, I'm not in that tax bracket.
0: Okay, so, um... What is quiet luxury? I agree with you definitely that the whole point is that you don't really know. But that's like, for example, at my old job, I used to work at a lingerie store doing sales. And every time someone came in with an Hermes bag, I helped them. And I had the best sales. And my manager was like, how are you doing? I was like, girl, you got to know the bag. That bag cost $7,000 at least. I'm helping her,
1: like, you know. And I have to ask, it wasn't a Birkin at all times. It was probably like a Veru or a Sac Berlin. Kelly, Kellys, yeah, Kellys. See, I, it's see, I, I always go down the other route when it comes to Hermes bags. I feel like they're off the beaten path. Bags are much more attractive to me because they're much more. Most people don't know them. Everyone knows the Birkin. Everyone knows the Kelly.
0: Yeah.
1: A lot of people know the Constance, but it doesn't ring as many bells. But once you go to, like, the SAC Berlin and all of those, it truly, like, the twenty four twenty four. I feel like those girls really got it down pat. Like, those are the women, you know, you really gotta, those are the ones to watch out for, I think. (laughs) Those are the ones that really got it, and they got it in the bag, literally and metaphorically.
0: (laughs) They got everything in the bag, exactly. Um, Literally, that's like even so. This isn't an example of like quiet luxury, but someone came into that job as well, and they were wearing the uh, the five hundred and forty. Sent that everyone, um, that they have like 300 and something dollars for like average normal size of the bottle. And this girl came in, I smelled her, you know, I wasn't smelling her, but I was like, okay. And I helped her out. And it was the biggest sale of the day because it's like she's wearing a nice perfume. She's coming in here. She's going to spend money.
1: It, it really triggers such a visceral reaction within me. And Because it's, like, drilled into us. Like, if I see one more, like, Argyle sweater and, you know, skirt combo, I really might, I might commit a heinous crime against humanity that I won't be able to take back.
0: Quiet luxury. Also, like, a very, very, very important point to what quiet luxury is, is, yes, it's about the clothes, but it's about the upkeep. It's about the upkeep. These people, and for example, like my ex boyfriend, cuticles clean, nails clean, hair always freshly cut. It was like, you know, very well upped cap. These are women, they get their hair cut every two weeks. They're not missing that appointment. Their hair is getting highlighted. They'll never let straight roots grow out. It's just not happening. The nails are done. The feet are polished. They get a massage. They go to the best dermatologists, plastic surgeons, Reiki healers that you can find around. You know, it's so much too on that. Like they're never going to be slipping in that regard. And that's just something that's A, not accessible because it costs a lot of money to do that. And B, it's a timely thing. Like, to get a weekly manicure and massage, I know, I know, I know. Oh, life is so hard. You have to do all these nice things for yourself. But, like, it really is a sign of wealth as well because, like, you have to have money to be able to have the time to do that.
1: Yeah, leisure is a luxury in itself. Yeah. So being able to do those things, I mean, let's, I mean, the only way I can explain it is, I get compliments on my hair all the time. Don't get me wrong. I do an immense amount of work. I do it myself. The difference between me and those women, because I know how to do a blowout, I can't see the back of my head. So people (laughs) know I'm trash because it's business in the front, party in the back. Those (laughs) women are getting professional blowouts with rollers (laughs) three times a week. Their hair washed, colored, cut so there's no split ends on a frequent basis there is not one cuticle one uh, exactly one (laughs) there's not an ounce of frizz their hair is healthy and there's it's just perfect see me from the back looks like I've been laying on a pillow and rubbing my head (laughs) back and forth in the front (laughs) could not tell could not tell my tax bracket from the back oh oh see that's the difference and my, don't even look at my nails. Do not even take a peep at the fingers. <laughs> I get clocked the minute I walk into Saks. The minute they just know. They're no, like he's exactly. either he's either a low class American or he's just Euro trash. <laughs> one or the other.
0: Okay, so what brands or. Oh my gosh, what's the term? Um, Socialites, would you say are a perfect example or your perfect example of quiet luxury?
1: Oh, I mean, obviously. See, the problem is, is this is kind of, this is a loaded question because, I mean, there's Cuccinelli, definitely. And then everyone found out about Zuckerberg. So then the roaches kind of infested. (laughs) and then their Xenia I feel like is one that they really haven't gotten a hold on yet which I'm grateful for they know about it but it doesn't have that allure that others do for some reason which I'm grateful for because granted I love Xenia jeans favorite pair of jeans I own adore them but beside the point I digress Um, (laughs) I would have said Laura but The summer walks have now been invaded by the horde. And (laughs) now those leather little makeup pouches that people are using as purses. uh, I hate the repurposing thing people have got going on with, you know, makeup, makeup cases, but that's for another day. Are people Um, doing that? Oh, yeah. Do you remember that whole thing with like the Christian Dior lipstick case and they were using them as clutches? Because it had a chain. Oh, yeah. oh god, it's god awful. Listen, but...
0: I use my city bag and I use my <laughs> I that I'm like run down for this bag.
1: Babe, that's an appendage. That is an appendage yeah. to you. You you don't leave the house without it.
0: I also shove everything I own in it. I own, I shove sandwiches in there. I shove multiple pairs of sunglasses, I shove perfume bottles
1: that's how you work that's contracts how, yeah that's how you should use a purse I mean you you remember my big brown Balenciaga work I my, I carry my laptop in it I put shoes in there I use it as a weekender like yes, I mean that hot. that bag has been kicked to the bottom of ho- like airplane seats yes. I have used that bag to hell and back but you know you know, people if people want to use makeup cases that's on them but Laura Piana is out of the question at this point. Too many people know it. I, I mean, there's Keaton or Kitten, whatever it's called, for suits. There's Brione, Santone for le- loafers. Oh, my God. Beautiful shoes. Beautiful shoes. Mo- a lot of people don't know about that. I mean, everyone knows red bottoms, but orange bottoms, those haven't really hit the surface yet, and I'm very grateful for that. Very yes. grateful for that. I love a pair of Santoni loafers. But um, yeah, so I mean, there's those and there's a bunch that I don't know about because I'm not even in this bracket. I'm not even in this little <laughs> club. So, I mean, I'm not even the, you know, spokesperson for this. But these are just the ones that I'm, you know, somewhat familiar with. And that's, you know, socialite wise. Oh, I mean, there's not even a modern prob- probably person. I mean, someone who encapsulates it would be the Olsons but there's certain facets to them that kind of contradict that at the same time Yeah, because of their ill-fitting. And I wouldn't say ill-fitting. I think (laughs) they wear everything perfectly. But one of the big things about Coated Luxury is that everything always kind of fit. It was always tailored perfectly to the body, whereas the Olsen's do go for that slouchy, comfortable look. So that does kind of take away from them in this category. But I mean, in something, somebody that everybody know would probably be like Jackie Onassis or her sister, and yeah, I mean Radzawell Eve. like Radzawell is yeah. the, the those women.
0: I was thinking maybe even possibly a bit Carolyn Bessette Kennedy. Exactly, like, you know that her jeans were costing like six hundred dollars. <laughs> they fit her perfectly. Everything was just so classic and minimal, but was, was focused on the quality of it.
1: And her silhouettes were very classic. Her yeah. color was, her color palette was always, you know, very minimal, very earth-tony at most. She never went anything out of black, denim blue, white, <laughs> every here and there, and a tan. It was just yeah. very, very simple, very to the point. And it, it's things like that. I don't think there's any proper modern rendition because proper, like any anything modern has just been busy. It's been gaudy and busy and yeah. ostentatious. There's no modern coded luxury that really fits it. There's no pioneer for that in modern times. I don't think. That's American, at least. It would have to be somebody overseas because Americans don't do inconspicuous properly. We don't do and en- the only thing we do properly is gluttony and overconsumption. <laughs> so no, uh, and then
0: when they are doing the minimal thing, they go, "Look at me! Look at me! I'm minimal! Look at me!"
1: <laughs> yeah, and I do think the crux of the whole, in, like everyone being enamored with quiet luxury, is I think they need a scapegoat for them to move on from that whole busy pattern, craze that we Jeffrey went through. Star. <laughs> yeah I think everyone is every time a... I see
0: him I have like war flashbacks <laughs> like, yeah tracksuit
1: but do you remember when we were on that whole Paloma wool like pattern like crochet just very maximalist like how everyone that was kind of everyone's fixation for the time everyone was very obsessed with that and very house overcon- sunny exactly exactly I think coated luxury is this it, like is this kind of period scapegoat for that. I don't think people actually even enjoy this or care about it. I think they need <laughs> a reason to switch back to minimalism and they need a word for it.
0: And they don't want to like, they don't
1: want to just be like, I'm minimal. I'm classic. They want to sound like bouge. Yeah. it. it <laughs> people don't want to say, hey, I just want to dress plain. Which is okay. <laughs> I listen. I wear a black t-shirt almost every day. Yes, it has different renditions. I dress like a cartoon character. It's a different pair of black something, black t-shirt, black pants. I just twist it around a little bit. Nothing I wear is out there. I am not a pioneer of color. I don't. Color theory is lost on me. Okay. And <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, you would don't say really I'm wear plain.
0: color at all.
1: I don't. I'm like you. Like color is not really in my wardrobe. I think white is the only other color other than black, and maybe a couple charcoals. You know, I I wear like the only pops of
0: color really I do are like a red, like a burgundy,
1: or like yeah, you do you do sometimes a green,
0: yeah, deep gem jewel tones like, but yeah yeah yeah
1: <laughs> I mean I'm growing I just bought a red Philip limb so I'm growing like bright fire truck red Philip limb so I am growing a little bit but I think so that might be you. where I cut it off at the past. gonna need pictures later oh definitely but... <laughs> I will forward them to you
0: but yeah people are like people love to go through these like trends and stuff which is fine um I used to more so when I was in high school and like freshman year of college, like when I was finding myself now, like I know I don't look good in blue. I don't look especially like a light blue or a turquoise looks horrible on me. I look good in black. I look great in earth tones. I look great in gold or silver, like red, you know, jewel tones. It's like, I know what. I like on myself and just because like crocheted turquoise vests are in like, I can't, you know, you have to all like the same
1: thing. That's been a very hard pill to digest, I think, for in current times, at least, is that just because it's popular doesn't mean it will look good on you as well. Like, or that you
0: have to like, or you have, you have to enjoy
1: it either because Listen, if I engaged in the whole pattern, like if I, I would look absolutely stupid in checkered pants. I would look (laughs) blasphemous in checkered pants, and I would look like you
0: tripped out of the screen of Saturday Night Fever.
1: Exactly, (laughs) I look absolutely stupid in a sweater vest. It wasn't for me. But it was what was in at the time and you know i tried it on i gave it a try thank god i got it thrifted for six bucks wasn't really a loss off my back but most people don't understand that you don't have to give into everything and coded luxury is now becoming that thing where everyone's like oh i need this i need to have this i need to do this i need to become the person of knowledge on this thing and everyone's talking in circles with wrong information, giving wrong ideas, and spreading them like wildfire. So you now know what's we got... so
0: interesting about that, too? What? Is that people are complaining about it, but are like, oh, this is what's in trend now. It's reminding me a little bit of um, how the thin brow has come back in. Um, yes. like And people were like, oh thin brows are back in like what the fuck like I can't be in trend anymore because I look horrible with thin brows or oh my god I'm gonna have to have thin brows again because it's in trend like no one said you have to do it like I would look like uh I would look like white trash if I had a super thin brow exactly tell me some I'm some people tell me pull I'm it off <laughs> and then some people know you haven't looked ever sexier you know it works for some people some people it doesn't and it's just like if you don't like it you don't have to participate in it you know and I've
1: never subscribed to the middle part propaganda I've never subscribed to it I think a deviated part gives people much depth I, I
0: only wear a middle part
1: listen I just could never it could never be me but see if I gave in to that I would look extremely (laughs) extremely stupid I gave into it for a little bit I tried it I gave it its time it did not look right on me my stylist thought it was stupid I thought it was stupid and I saw the light and I went back to the light you know for me it looks great on other people I just can't pull it off and that's one thing I like people have to realize is that not everything's for everyone
0: and that's a hard pill
1: for us to swallow so
0: what do you think about this Sophia Ritchie slash quiet luxury surge in popularity currently?
1: I just don't know when Sophia Ritchie became the spokesperson. <laughs> she's always, I mean, she's Lionel Ritchie's daughter, for Christ's sake. I mean, that's, that in itself isn't quiet. I <laughs> no, mean, that's already
0: baby is not exactly the most quiet thing
1: i mean why couldn't we look towards like ellen Kling or something somebody <laughs> else somebody a little bit more qualified to step up to the plate i because mean at least she, the did, Olsen... she
0: didn't post a tiktok of her wedding
1: oh is, is that is that where the bars set are we that deep in hell <laughs> if that's where the bar's at, oh, we're, we're on well, a downhill You saw spiral. that's how
0: everyone started repaying attention to
1: her. Really? I, I liked her better when it was just, you know, do you remember when it was her and uh, Nicola Peltz, when they were, you know, thick as thieves and posting each other all the time? You know, yeah. just the two, like, millionaire heiress daughters. Sorry, Nicola's <laughs> a billionaire heiress. My apologies. But just two rich girls doing their thing, best friends, whatnot, like post nose job for Nicola, whatever.
0: I was just gonna say no job queen.
1: I mean, she looks beautiful. Gotta give her credit. Oh, We're she's kind of cool. perfect. And then she she's married it back um. I mean, imagine having Victoria as a stepmother. I would be stepmother? I'm so tired. Mother in law. Oh, brain is fried. Um, yeah, mother-in-law, I would absolutely be honored. Yeah, but
0: I'm confused as to how she's seen us. This epitome of the whole quiet luxury vibe. I I think it's funny because her wedding being so highly documented through TikTok, the way it was, is actually kind of like the opposite of the whole quiet luxury vibe. Because in a sense, to me, people that do the quiet luxury thing are more like the Olsons. in the sense of, like, you hear about them, but you don't see it.
1: All you know is that there was an ashtray at the wedding, and that was it.
0: No, li- literally, literally. Um, yeah. <clears throat> one time I was a model stand-in for the row, and I don't know if I told you this story, They had us put our phones in Ziploc bags where the cameras were covered. And then they collected the phones in a box and then took the box.
1: I think that's beautiful.
0: Yeah, that was before the Olsens were even, if they were, I'll say allegedly, there. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that was, you know, before anyone poppin had even shown up they were like yep no phones no pictures if you see the olsen twins and you get excited you must leave if you ask them anything they didn't ask you you must leave
1: (laughs) yeah do not interact
0: like do not get fangirly you must leave (laughs) like
1: it was like no there's a there's a sense of privacy
0: yeah exactly
1: I just think that this whole running with Sophia Richie as, you know, this, and hate to use this word again, but spokesperson or, you know, (laughs) the image for quiet luxury just goes to show you that the general population is stupid and just kind of runs with things. They just run and they run and they tell everybody and it spreads and everyone just, oh my God. TikTok is making people dumb. And of course, I'm sitting, scrolling <laughs> like four hours a day. So I'm probably not much better. So here I am on my high horse made out of like, you know, shifty wood. But
0: <laughs> the wayfair
1: chair, high horse. The wayfair. No, the <laughs> baby, this was picked up on the corner. It's infested with bed bugs. It's not even purchased from the website, kind of high horse. Um, Please. It's, it's, yeah. So. But these people run with things like this. And it's it's like unfounded. It's an unfounded claim. She in no way, shape or form would mm-hmm. ever be. I mean, her dress was Chanel. Her wedding was documented. There's no real. There's no actual check marks. I for think her what, to be this person. I think what people
0: have actually gotten confused with. I've just realized now is I think. People are now confusing the old money aesthetic with quiet luxury. Because I would say that, like, some of her looks definitely were old money, the vibe. You know, they weren't her logomania, like, thing that I was used to. But they weren't quiet luxury. Like, we knew what brand they were. But, you know, they were these older you know, more old money, classic kind of brands, but it wasn't, you know, on that quiet luxury level.
1: Yeah. The funniest thing about that, though, is old money and quiet luxury, I would say, are are about, like, 70% intersecting.
0: I would say that, too, but, like, I feel like also, though, there's the old money in the sense of, like... You know, there's old money that wears the designer stuff. They like the designer stuff. And it's not flashy, but it's certainly, it's not, like, they're not, not everything. They they have a Chanel bag where the Chanel logo's on it, you know? There's, yeah. like, little flashes. Um, I feel like she's giving more of that, if you know what I mean, than...
1: Oh, definitely. This super
0: discreet, like, she was not giving discreet. But also, I'm not the queen of subtlety.
1: Neither (laughs) of us. Neither of us would get a lesson.
0: Personality-wise, like, my clothing, I might be, you know... Also, I'm not wearing, you know, Laurel Piana and Cuccinelli. And, you know, I am not there, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But also... Like, I don't think she's really doing that either. Obviously, she's wearing nicer things than me. She's definitely...
1: I I mean, the girl wears streetwear. The girl wears streetwear. I mean, she's just a young person. At the same time, though, I mean, granted, the only reason I feel like I have, like, any knowledge to speak on this is just because one of my friends, uh, my roommate, actually, came, Mm. came from... Uh, a, a very good family. Uh, yeah, using that term makes me sound like a nineteen fifties wasp. But <laughs> I mean, his father went to school with the with Boris Johnson. I mean, it's it's a generational thing, you know. Yeah. So not it's just- a
0: it's a mindset also. Like it's So yes. it's a way of thinking. Like I'll never forget. Like my ex, he wasn't new money Uh, I mean he wasn't old money but he had this mindset of like of course I'm gonna get this Laura Piana coat like this is a quality quote well my mom said she'd give me the money for it like why don't you ask your dad for money for tabbies and I was like like it's that like almost like assumption that that is something logical that you could do. Like, mm, yeah, yeah. My mom's just going to give me, you know, thousands of dollars for Laura Pianico. Mm.
1: Yeah. It's almost that just free, just not caring at Shal- all. Nonchalantness. That. Yeah. yeah it's just truly nonchalant. I mean, the re- what I was getting to is when I was living with him I walk in one day, and he's moving in some stuff into the apartment, and under a pile of bags, I see something that looks really familiar, and I'm picking up the stuff. Of course, I'm, like, touching his stuff. I don't care. We're friends at this point. Like, we're very good friends. I'm, like, moving his stuff. It's a Birkin 40 crushed under a bunch of boxes. Like, And I mentioned to him, I I said to him, what is this doing under here? Do you know what this is? And he said to me, oh, that's a luggage my mother gave me. I just, I don't use it. I just put it there. I'm just bringing it just in case I need it. And I gave him the nastiest glare I've ever given, I think, a person in my entire life. (laughs) And it was in one of those moments that I was genuinely pissed off and then there was another instance where he had one of those Louis Vuitton. It was a balloon dog, I think. Is that Jeff Koontz that does the balloon dogs?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah.
1: It was one of the Louis Vuitton Supreme ones. He His mother, it was a gift to his mother that it, one of their friends got them at Art Basel. He was moving his dresser and it shattered and he just like giggled and wiped it up. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I w- and it, it was just one of those moments and then he got a Hublot blow watch and yeah. he was just like, Oh, this is cool. And I, I was like, You're wearing forty thousand dollars on your wrist and it's cool. Okay. Yeah, but but at like the same me. time but at the same time, this is where like the dichotomy of it is and this is important. He lived in one of what I would consider the cheapest apartments in our college area. Like where I live, it's not the cheapest, but in the nicest area of our college town. There are many, he could genuinely afford a much nicer apartment. I mean, his family has a jet. They own a jet. They don't charter one. They have a jet (laughs) with a constant staff. So he shouldn't be paying $7.95 a month for rent. You know what I mean? (laughs) and yeah. he was living with me someone who's paying 79 795 and he drove a 2012 jeep and it was something like that and then his mother traces in with a ostrich birkin 35 it's little thing, like the little opposites like that that truly i think are like the difference in a person and yeah. their home is very it's nothing grand like it's it's decorated beautifully from what I've heard. I haven't visited them, but from the way he's described it, it's nothing ostentatious, nothing just, it's inconspicuous home. It's just, they've put effort into it. It fits them. No more space than what they would need. It's people like that that truly encapsulate what this topic is. It's yeah, not the exactly. families that live in McMansions.
0: No, exactly. It's like, the luxury to be so nonchalant and be able to afford pieces that each cost thousands of dollars is the encapsulation of this concept yeah like where they're like well it's high quality so yeah this is what i'm gonna get
1: and i'm sorry if you buy a birkin as an investment i automatically disqualify you from the category (laughs) I'm sorry if you can't buy it to enjoy it you're out
0: no I would buy a like I would love to buy a Birkin and like
1: get it all beaten up exactly like I love a
0: beaten up bag (laughs) one
1: thing about him that I noticed is that all of his nice things were well used and same for his mother she tossed her Birkin on our disgusting counter and she had a Chanel blanket tucked into it And I was like, there are stains. There is food on the counter. She's like, ah, whatever. A red ostrich Birkin. Ostrich leather is pretty fragile, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. So it's things like that that really separate the people who really get it and the people who are trying to get it.
0: Yeah, because because there's people, even people that fall into these same, like, wealth categories. But they're doing it intentionally because they want to look like they're encapsulating this versus people that are just doing it,
1: you know, exactly, definitely.
0: But yeah, I think that I think we've covered everything.
1: Well, thank you for having me and thank you for giving me a platform, even though that's probably a mistake on many (laughs) levels.
0: (laughs) You know what? The haters are haters right definitely (laughs) no I want you to come back and we can do more of these I I would love to yeah I'll definitely some topic ideas I would love to hear your thoughts on today's topic leave me your opinion you can leave it now Spotify has the whole comment section thing I would love if one of you would leave a cute little comment or two and if you want to keep up with us on the podcast and when we'll be posting an updates, follow on Instagram at style recognizes style to discuss. I think next week I have a really special podcast coming up. So I'm super excited, but I don't want to share in case I have to push it back a week because I'm interviewing a few different people, but I'm so excited to be doing bi-weekly podcasts now again i'm sorry i was moving everything just got overwhelmed so now we're getting back on track But uh, bye guys